there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Episode 12, watch out. It's interview week and we are talking with not one, but two people that are directly involved with the cattle industry in a very big way. I know nothing about cows at all whatsoever. Like, I like to eat hamburgers, <laughs> and that's my knowledge. So <laughs> but this week on the episode, we actually are interviewing not one, but two people, two people who know cattle probably five times over, both of us. So More than eating cheeseburgers. I would so. like to introduce you all to Kate and Mark Colgan. Thanks for joining us, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, first off, why don't I let you do a little bit of an introduction about yourself, your fam, and um, your part in the cattle world. Okay, so I'm Kate. I'm Mark's daughter, and we have cattle, live on a cattle operation, I guess you would call it. And I guess I've been involved with cows my whole life, so that's kind of where I got started here. Uh, I'm Mark Kate's dad. Uh, basically, I got about 400 uh, stock cows. My business is basically buying slaughter cattle and feeder cattle. I go to auctions five days a week at cattle auctions and buy mainly slaughter cattle uh, for different packing companies. And I did it for about uh, probably 35 years. Awesome. Do you use these cattle for you personally, for your consumption, or for other people? For other people. That basically, they'll go to a, I buy them, and they'll go to a packing company. They'll slaughter them and distribute them out. Is there a certain cattle breed that you like better than others for that? A lot of people like Black Angus because they have a certified Angus program where the you just get a little bit more they can advertise it selling it a little bit more certified angus so that's kind of the most popular awesome i'm going to take it back a step so first off uh mark i would never ask your age but i'm going to ask kate how old are you kate i am 16. kate uh i actually met kate she uh has been a customer of ours for uh, different 4-H and ag projects that she's done. So I've known Kate as a customer. And then I interviewed Kate and hired Kate to work at the restaurant that we were going to open that burned down to the ground. And now we get to know Kate because my daughter literally just joined 4-H the other day. And Kate's one of the officers of 4-H. So we uh, now (laughs) we get to enter into the 4-H world with Kate. So uh, that's how I met you and how we connected for this, but I knew that you also showed cattle. And so, um, how did you get into showing? Um, okay. So I would say I got into showing, um, so my first ever calf project was a red Angus that had been born like premature. So it was like in the middle of winter and it was like a blizzard outside. So I had to raise her from a bottle in the back porch 
and then it got warmer and then I um the local 4-H club actually meets like five miles from my house and my dad had been in 4-H when he was a kid so then I joined 4-H and I showed the calf and then ever since then I've just kind of really gotten into 4-H and uh right now I serve as the club president so it's just kind of went off from there and there's like in 4-H there's all different kind of projects you can do it's not just cattle but that's kind of where I got started with it and you've shown other species as well right I believe maybe yeah I've shown um cattle chickens sheep uh, I think I showed a rabbit one year you can even show a dog you can do gardening like cooking anything you can think of you can show in 4-H Ruthie really 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 wants to show a cat she can. <laughs> I'm really laughing about that on the inside, but we're just going to go with it. <laughs> okay, so. That's for what kind? <laughs> any kind. The kind that. The kind that shows up in my garage. Uh, so, Mark, how did you get introduced to 4 H? Uh, my brothers and sisters were in it. Uh, I started out at the Dunlap where I went to school and my older brothers and sisters were in it. So I naturally got into it. So that's how I did it. Yep. But all our, there's six kids and five of us all was in 4-H. So from calves to ponies to you name it, you know, gardening, that's what we did. Sure. So. Hey, and shout out because it's yeah. national, uh, October is national 4-H month. Okay, so I grew up in the middle of Peoria. I don't actually know what 4-H is or what you do. I have no idea. Can you, like, extremely simplify it for all of the rural, not rural, but inner city urban kids (laughs) of what 4-H is? Yeah, so 4-H is basically um, an organization that anybody can join no matter where you live, between the ages of eight and 18. And you, um, there'll be like a club meeting once a month and your club is like basically the kids in your area that are in 4-H with you. And every summer there'll be a fair and you can take literally anything that you've created or worked on or made yourself to the fair. And then you go on like a, one-on-one interview with a judge and just basically tell them how you made the project, what you do with it, where you got the materials to make it, or if it's an animal, how you work with it, what you feed it, things like that. And then from there, it's basically like a competition. So they'll place the projects um, first to last. And then if it's a general project which is like non-livestock you can advance to the state fair and you basically do the same thing just on a higher level um the livestock projects you can just go on your own if you want to go to the state fair at least that's how uh, peoria county does it but yeah it's literally for anyone anybody can be in 4-h awesome yep so do you only raise animals for 4-h or is it like just pets that you have and that you're planning on keeping and you're like, I might as well just do it since I'm doing this? Or is there like a 
Is there something? What do you do with them after they are 4 H'd? After they're done? Do you eat them? It's okay if you do. Okay, so, um, yeah. I don't know. So, I like, just for don't me know. Personally, I just show heifers. <laughs> yeah, which is a heifer is like a female uh, cow that's young and hasn't had a calf yet. Um, so, what I do is I keep all the heifers that I show. I don't show any steers which most of the time if you do show a steer it's going to go to meet um and then it's your project is over once your fair has completed yeah um but a heifer i like to just keep them back and grow them up to be a cow and then breed them and then they'll have a calf one day and then hopefully the goal is to be able to raise your own um chaos to take to the fair and then just have your own herd going basically and the whole cycle just keeps continuing and if yeah. if, if you have good stock then you're going to breed good show stock and then sometimes you buy like ai good stock and they that they I'm not using the right terms but yes yeah how okay so you said that you have a heifer how big are these cows when you bring them in um, so in, so if you're talking about like in 4-H, yeah. you can show a calf as long as it's, um, so they call something, it's called a bucket calf, which is like a young calf that's on a bottle. So the oh. mother isn't feeding it, the kid is. Um, so I believe it's six months old, the calf has to be. And you can show a calf that's six months old all the way up to you can show a cow-calf pair, so like a cow with a baby on it, and one person leads the cow and one person leads the calf. So a lot of these, a lot of the times, kids can bring their calves two years in a row because they don't age out, basically. Um, yeah, that's I've done it before. You can take them at least two years, maybe three, if you have a calf with it the third year. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. It's cool. Yeah. What, um, okay, so besides 4-H, what are different options for showing? How would you get into, like, showing cattle that's not 4-H? Is that a thing? That's a thing. People do that, right? Or no? So there's, like, open shows that yes. you can show okay. at once you're over 18. Then, like, I mean, from... So a lot of the shows, like a lot of people, most people would, everything comes back to 4-H. So they all started in 4-H and then as you get older and either find a passion for it or you don't, you go to more fairs and go to bigger fairs. So like, there'll be like, like this year, for example, there wasn't very many shows originally but a lot of people just threw a bunch of shows together like people got together and decided that they wanted to have a show for these kids so it wasn't really you had to be in 4-H or not it's just like if you have a calf or a lamb or whatever you can come to the show and you know pay your entry fee or whatever but most of the time there's like a county fair and the kids that live in that county show one day and then like the next day or in the afternoon, there'll be an open show and anybody can show at that as long as you're under 18 most of the time. Nice. 
a lot they did a lot of those shows because they knew that these kids had put a lot of time and effort into these animals and they didn't want them to only show at like two shows so right. yeah um so outside of 4-h then what are your responsibilities on your operation um so mine personally i guess most of it is um baby calves i'll take so if like a feeder accidentally has a calf okay a feeder calf is something that you're feeding to then um get fat and then turn into meat so if one of those accidentally has a calf or accidentally gets a bread for some reason the most likely the animal is not suited to raise the calf so then i will raise the calf and then um raise them on a bottle and then wean them onto feed and then they'll go into our basically our setup with the other feeders once they reach a certain weight so that's kind of my job on our farm but yeah okay tell them how many you got um so right now like especially when covid was we were on lockdown i had a lot more free time so i think Right now in the pen, I have 16, and I think 11 of them were on bottles in the spring. So it's it's a busy job. But yeah, that's a lot. Oh, yikes. That's a lot. Tell them how you feed them. Yeah, so um, you have, it's I guess it's two quarts, so um, half a gallon in the morning and a half a gallon at night. And sometimes, depending on the calf's, um, how the calf's doing, you can feed it two or three or four times a day. So I know I, know I had one that I fed like um, three quarters of a bottle in the morning and then like a quarter at 12 and then three quarters at night just to like adjust to the calf and make what's best for it happen. Sure. So how many, how many cows or cattle do you have like on your uh farm your that's right farm yeah. property mm-hmm. land space all operation. of that yeah mm-hmm. operation we probably have it varies quite a bit from uh week to week but probably today we probably have close to 400. i was not expecting that high of a number <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's including cows and cows and calves. Sure, you know, and, and everything like that. But we got a couple, two or three different places where we got a lot of cows and calves, stock cows with calves on them that we graze. Sure. So. Gosh. And I guess the reason for the differing is, like he explained before, his day job is a little bit different than a normal. Sure. Um, livestock operator. Right. So what? Do I hear cows in the background, or is that like a phone ring? No, that's a cow. That's, that's, a that's cow. waiting for Kate to get you feed a bottle. They're hungry. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so what made you decide to do this part, this side of the cattle operation in the um, buying the, the feeder calves? Um, how did you make the decision to choose this part? Uh, instead of doing like a cow calf or doing you know just uh, I don't know like because or like you do the finishing like how did you decide on this this particular operation how, how 
I kind of started out is we started out with cows and we usually get the calves up to about 750 to 800 pounds. And then I sell them to the same two or three people over the years. And I have for same guys have taken them for 20 some years and we get them vaccinated double vaccinated and started on gluten and you know started on feed where they're ready to go to their feedlot they won't have sickness sure and then they'll fatten them up the next five six hundred pounds so i'm not really set up right here to fatten up a lot of them i can do 50 to 75 but i don't have quite the room to handle them all so sure i, I sell the majority of them got it I guess, yeah. I guess. Good way to put it. Can I ask you how much how much space you have for that? Right here, we got forty acres. Is what we got. Nice. And, okay. And that's why I don't keep many cows and calves here. Right. We keep them mainly at the other places where there's we got probably four hundred and fifty acres of grass where they can run out in. So it's a lot more room around here. It's pretty confined and. It just works a lot better getting them out in space. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. So, awesome. Yep. My mind is exploding with knowledge. <laughs> I, okay. This is crazy to me. Yep. Um, what do you, what are your plans for um, the next step for you, Kate? Um, so right now I'm really getting into Red Angus. Um, that's probably just expanding on my Red Angus herd, I guess, and getting it started. So, like, through 4-H, I've been um, showing Red Angus, and I'll keep my heifers back and breed them. So that obviously makes my herd bigger every year. So just building that up and kind of getting into the genetic side of things a little more, you can kind of see it. Um, like a lot of our stock cows are just commercial cows, which is like crossbred or unregistered, um, not papered cows. Right. But getting into the registered thing is a lot different and a lot more technical, I guess. So it's very interesting to learn about. Sure. Um, is this something that you're thinking about for like your future future, like two years from now future? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but I'll probably definitely always have Red Angus. Do you know that the first cow that the Weiningers ever bought as a married couple was a Red Angus, and we named her Ginger? Really? And then we ate her, but she was <laughs> she was great while she lasted. Yeah. I guess for me, the Red Angus are just so quiet, and it's really helpful for me at least to have a quiet animal and it's it's really amazing to see the difference between a black angus and a red angus the disposition line is very different just sure. with one i guess it's a heterozygous versus a homozygous gene that's just switched and i guess that makes all the difference those are big words kate big <laughs> i haven't heard many of them <laughs> Okay, so why did you choose doing beef or like 
food beef over like cow milk. Like a dairy. Yeah, like a dairy like a dairy cow. Because whenever I think of like people having cows, I always think of like, oh, you milk cows because you're on a farm, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think there's a lot more out here, at least in this local area, that does probably for food consumption for beef more so. But I just don't know um, what persuaded you to go into Angus instead of doing any dairy. Well, I'm not set up for dairy. Uh, you got to have a milk and parlor number one you got to be set up for it you got to have forage for them and and it's really a time consuming thing you got to milk them two to three times a day and it's it's just a whole different operation i mean as far as i never was involved in it i'm not set up in it i don't have the land for it so that was a big thing of it as far as as far as me sure basically always around beef cattle yeah. So that's kind of what I dipped into, I guess. It's like a whole different animal, dairies. It's crazy. Yeah. They're yeah. real, real docile. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, people, I see people, like, I follow, Kate and I probably follow a lot of the same people on Instagram, but uh, I see a lot of dairy farmers that are just out, like, laying on their, on their Holsteins out in the pasture, like, eek. Nope. If I did yeah. that with any of my Angus, they'd probably kick my face. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to think. Um, Do you ever feel bad about eating cheeseburgers? Because I don't. I mean, they're delicious. Never. Um, I guess usually not, just because once you learn, like, I guess at the beginning, it was kind of hard to think that the animal goes from alive to dead but then again that's what they're here for and you just kind of have to respect it they respect you just while they're here respect them and treat them the best you can i guess and you know that they live the best life so Mm -hmm. naturally you're going to enjoy that burger very much so that's That's the way i always thought about it (laughs) yeah um What's your favorite cut of beef? Oh, I like a T-bone. Yeah. Okay, trick question. How do you like your steak? What doneness level? Well done for myself. I like well done meat, well cooked. My wife likes it raw. (laughs) So. That's funny. I like it. Well done. <laughs> Kate, what about you? What's your favorite cut? I guess I'm just kind of in between. Medium well is fine. Do you have a favorite steak? Or is it whatever mom cooks? Um, I guess this is, yeah, is going to sound weird, but I really don't like steak. But that's just me. Maybe it's because I've had like so much of it, but I'm more of just like hamburger is fine. Yes. Yeah. A classic. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys coming and talking. Do you have anything? First off, okay, we have to ask the question. How can people connect with you and your farm if they want to, like, just follow along? Um, yeah, so we actually have an Instagram page. It's um, just Walnut Creek Farms on Instagram. And no capital spaces or anything crazy. Just 
just awesome. Walnut Creek Farms, all one word. They're, it's on there, and I think it's on Facebook, too. It, they're kind of connected. So if you yeah. find it on one, you'll find it on the other. And talk to me about Panda really fast. Okay, Panda was actually another 4-H calf. Um, she was grazed from the bottle, so that's why she's really quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's pretty, I guess, special. Yes. To us, she's, um, I guess she's one of the first um, calves I ever raised, and we kept, and she now is five and has her third calf with her, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I, excited about her. You have to go look at their Instagram page to see Panda. So. I'll check it out. Tell them, how, tell them when you're the little what they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like at the end of the day or even in the morning, the bottle camps, which are like pretty small, they just kind of run around the yard actually. And they will be beating at the door <laughs> waiting. Like you can hear the one in the background. He's out there at the door waiting for a bottle very patiently. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I That's love awesome. It. Well, again, it's been awesome talking to you. Mark and Kate, thank you for taking your time to do this. Yeah. We appreciate it. I love... Thank um, you for having us. Yeah, I love, like, letting people identify with the, the families behind their, their farm. So I definitely am excited. Well, it's been great. Thanks, guys. Thank you thank so you much. much. We had thank fun. You. Good. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little too goofy sometimes. Anyway, have a oh, wonderful okay. night. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, too. you guys See, take care. You yeah. too. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. Want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later!